So the big question is this, how these entrepreneurs who started from scratch and had no idea how to sell or market their products or services online and then later on made over six figures, seven figures, eight figures or even nine figures became best in their niches and found their dream customers to sell. My name is RJ Ahmed and find this all out on our interviews with entrepreneurs show where I interview all these entrepreneurs and try to pick their brain on how they actually did all of that and how they took their business as well as their life to the next level. This podcast is all about the entrepreneurs who strive so hard to become super awesome in their niches. Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs. Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs show where we interview entrepreneurs who are super awesome in their niches. And guys, we are back again with an amazing guest on our show. Uh, she's getting on the show second time, which is amazing. You know, I love to have guests back on the show again, uh, you know, which is, which is amazing out there. If you don't know, today's guest is Marley Jacks. And uh, if you don't know about what she you know, actually do is she helps entrepreneurs out there turn their audience to cash flow using YouTube lead machine. You know, she's like crushing it right now, uh, which is crazy. She's actually one of the only people out there. Like I actually follow around the, the content being created around YouTube out there, you know, with the people out there that I follow, like she's absolutely amazing out there. She worked with top names out there, guys like Alex Charfan, Ross Brunson, Damon John, and so many more as well. Uh, we're gonna talk about some amazing things out there as well. I don't wanna like reveal it right away. We're gonna talk about within the interview itself as well. So please welcome Marley Jacks. Hey Marley. Hello. <laughs> so fun to be back. Your intro was so cool. Thank you so much. Made some improvements for the last two years now. <laughs> Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Truly appreciate it, Marley. Uh, I want to talk about, uh, you know, complete like a brief backstory, like a minute or two, like what you actually do, uh, how everything started for you, how things transitioned to now. Uh, could you like walk us through a bit of it? Sure. Um, my story is I used to, where do I start? I used to be a dental hygienist. Before I was a dental hygienist, I worked in um, radio, I worked in event management. And it's funny, I was always like, putting all these other speakers up on a stage. So I got to learn a lot backstage about what, what's their story, what made them successful. And it's funny, the people yeah. there, um, I had spent time or been more appreciative of people that I got to like, you know, with backstage. Um, but honestly, in that industry, in radio, in uh, event management, it was very unstable. Um, and so I eventually was like, I need to just take a break and figure out what I really want to do when I grow up and maybe take a little bit of time for me to personally grow up. So uh, I went to, I, I was a dental hygienist, actually. I went to school for that. So I went back to that a little bit. But while I was there, it wasn't really creative. You can only do so much cleaning teeth all day, every day. So I started to um, do the social media for the dental office. Then the IT guy at the dental office was like, hey, would you be interested in um, you know, doing social media for some of my other clients? Well, next thing I know, he's referred me to all of his clients. I suddenly have business and I have to learn how to do this. Um, so I'm like watching YouTube videos. Then I would be getting questions from my clients and I would make YouTube videos to answer these questions. And some of those videos really started to take off. And so from yeah. there, I was like, huh, I wonder if I could do this for my clients, make this success happen again. So my little social media side business started turning into a YouTube agency where I used to fly all over the world. Like I was in a different city every week filming with my clients, creating their YouTube content. Uh, and now it's scaled into the, like we have a studio uh, in Boise, Idaho that clients fly to us and we have clients all over the world we work with and help to turn their YouTube channel into a lead generation machine. 
Yeah, yeah, that that's that's amazing. Like how actually things transition from you from being a dental hygienist and you know where you are at the moment out there. I, I want to highlight to people out there who might be listening or watching is there are a lot of things out there that uh, we had already sort of like discussed around YouTube and things like that in, in the previous interview. Uh, I would gonna link that interview up as well if you wanna like talk about uh, you know listen all of those things out there. We're gonna talk about later on those things as well. The main thing I really wanted to talk about is, you know, which was kind of like, you know, super inspiring for me. I can even imagine uh, in, in the current moment is, you know, uh, getting up in the, you know, if most people don't know, like Marley uh, got into cancer and uh, and then, you know, of her will and, uh, you know, the willpower and how she actually fired over that, you know, she was, you know, able to overcome that, you know, which is like mad props to you, Marley, first of all. Uh, I really wanted to know about, what was your initial reaction when you actually found out that there were symptoms of it? So well, like how it actually happened? Yeah. The crazy thing is that there weren't symptoms. Uh, I had gotten just for like a regular health screening women do every year. And, um, and they said, oh, something came back a little abnormal. Why don't you come back in again, in again, it's still abnormal. We're going to do some tests. Uh, and then they were like, okay, we just see a little something. You're just going to like, you know, remove it, but it should be fine. Uh, and then that came back. I thought it was like completely over that point. They called me two days before Christmas and said, Hey, you, this, we did not coming. This is very rare. Um, but you have cervical adenocarcinoma and you're going to need a hysterectomy and these other treatments. And, um, I like, it went over my head. I don't, I did not comprehend it. Even like the week after Christmas, I went back in for a doctor appointment and, the, the nurse is there. She's taking my vitals and everything. And she's like, how was Christmas? Oh, I'm so sorry. It's probably so hard hearing this news. How are you okay? And like, I, what do you mean? Like, I, I didn't understand it. She's giving me the sympathy. And I, I was like, yeah, what? I knew that something serious was happen, happening. And I knew that they wanted me to have the surgery, but I didn't understand the gravity of it. Even though I have a health background, like working in dental, I had to like, take these kind of classes in school, know these words. Um, but it just, it totally went over my head and I was in a fog. And um, for a while I was just like, not accepting it. And uh, it took me a while to like really come to terms with it. Mm, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, oftentimes when, uh, that's what I think personally, uh, you would correct me or not, but often I would, what I believe is, uh, when most people get to know about like, hey, you know, they, they got affected by, let's say, this disease or like by this circumstances, you know, they, they shook up. They don't even understand yeah. like what, what's actually going on and they don't even know how to react with it. Uh, and they don't have the energy to handle, you know, those things out there. And they kind of like, uh, they don't have any ability to respond in any sort of way. But even yeah. though uh, you got to know about that and you were like, hey, you know, I don't want to get into the, this sympathy sort of factor out there. Uh, even though this is a problem over there, I don't want it to be, you know, burdenize me what's going on with my life. How how you actually able to handle it throughout, throughout the time? Like, you know, I've been watching the stories where you were like, you know, doing things on your own, but not getting operated that, uh, you know, things, you mm -hmm. know, uh, methods, things like that. But like how you were keeping yourself motivated uh, during that time initially. To be honest, so it, it kind of came in phases. It's like the beginning yeah. I was accepting then I started accepting, but I was like, I'm not going to be a victim. So instead I became a martyr. I was like, if I have to have surgery, have to have this cancer, then that means that I'll take it so that no one else in my life has to have it. And I will learn and they can learn from my lessons. And it was just like, 
that also wasn't healthy. That was just a way that I was coping to try to make sense of it too. Um, it was actually one of my coaches that like, I was on a call with him and he's like, repeat after me, I have cancer. And he made me say it. And I was like, ah, like it, it was hard for me to accept. Um, yeah. from there I started to, uh, I mean, at the beginning I was just, okay, I have to have the surgery. I, I was following the doctor's orders. I was going to do what she said. I was going to book the surgery, have it out as soon as possible. Um, and that was all I could, that was all I was focused on. And I even started talking to some who, you know, their alternative healthcare providers or um, my friend Chris Work, who has the book Crispy Cancer, he got on a call with me and had said, like, if you're willing to change your life, you can listen naturally and you have time. Like, you don't have to rush into any decisions. And at first I was like, no, no, that might have worked for you, but that won't work for me. Like, I just, I have to take, I have to protect myself. Yeah. Um, luckily, I had booked the surgery you know, at least a couple months down so that I did actually, I did have time. And so that time I started to just become obsessed with researching and because of my, you know, little bit of health background, I could, I knew what, like I was researching on like PubMed and science journals and like the actual like research papers to not just be Googling like articles written by, you know, I wanted to see like credible articles. Uh, and that is what started just the mindset switch to being like, wait a minute, maybe there is another way. Um, and it, it, it's like, at first it was scary to go down this alternative path, but then it became the only option. I was like, there's no way, Chris Work says this, there's no way that the only cure is a patented pill or a certain, like, what do you think that humans did for hundreds of years before this technology was made? Like the body knows how to heal itself. Um, so then exactly. I just became obsessed with, with that path and in educating myself, I became more empowered in that decision. Whereas before I like was accepting and I was a victim or I was a martyr or I was like, you know, not I was stubborn, not open to hearing anything. I started to realize like, I actually feel like I have more control in being able to make decisions based on data instead of fear. Like if I can... I started working with an incredible functional medicine doctor where we did lots of blood tests and like hair tests and urine tests where we could actually see all the data in my body. Like what the, you know, every mineral or actually one of the biggest things was there was a lot of heavy metals built up in my body. And sometimes I tell people that and they're like shocked. Like, what do you mean? Where does that come from? Mm, but the fact yeah. is everyone does. It's just in our environment. It's in our water. It's in our food. It's in our, you know, cleaning supplies and your shampoo. Um, and, but we're just not aware of it. And unfortunately people who, you know, govern these things are allowing it in our space. So it's up to us to educate ourselves, to remove the toxins from our space and also do what we can to detox it from our bodies. And so when I learned that it became apparent that if I can heal that, my body can then heal itself. It's like my immune system was distracted by the heavy metals instead of being able to you know, go after the cancer. So then that became my focus. Mm, wow. You know, th this is, this is amazing. And uh, as you, as you actually mentioned, or like most people have to solve problem out there when they get to know about reality out there, first of all, they're not even accepting it. Second of all, they are so caught up in their emotions that they can't think about any realistic, you know, as you mentioned data, you know, realistic data or time window or things, how it could work out, but they're just relying on uh, either, you know, doctor surgeries 
or uh, you know or something else you know where they're emotionally restricted now and they're like ah oh, you know that that's our only you know support or that's the only possible way for us to do it because they're not even like woke up mentally to even mm-hmm. think about the alternative option of that they're just like you know tied up emotionally with the only option they could have in their mind yeah, yeah that's yeah. totally where i was at is i like was not open to any other options and it's so amazing when when i eventually did share this online i had so many people that reached out with so much support and so much help um yeah. but a lot of it went over my head because like i wasn't ready to receive it and of course there's so many people that everyone has a different solution or idea and so i start to read through it but it would take me i couldn't consume it all um i was also so grateful for the fact that i've said this a lot in like with what i do in business like you're creating content you never know who's out there that needs to hear your message but then the opposite is also true you never know who's out there that could also have an answer that you're looking for that when you do put your message out there they can maybe be that support for you that you need so true yeah. yeah, that's that's so amazing, you know, and that is actually uh, how it is kind of like relatable to a business as well. You know, if we kind of like compare it with the business out there, that's the exact same thing most people don't do. They feel like either they know everything out there, they don't even focus on data or things like that. So like things like that also like, uh, you know, correlate with what actually happens in the business. I, I And what I actually saw, even during that time when we when you're handling this situation, you still, you know, was managed to able uh, to focus on the business side as well, side by side, you know. That was hard. And it was like, that was yeah, hard. exactly. <laughs> that was the actual follow-up question I had in my mind, like how you were able to like, you know, to even do that. You know, as I mentioned from the initial start, uh, some people who might listen it or hear it or they feel like, ah, oh, you know, that's easy, that's good for you. It's not actually, you know, when you are sick or when you're facing these situations, you, you, you don't have this, you know, like you know energy to even do anything you can some people can talk about it but you know they just don't have the ability to even do it just because their mind is not allowing themselves to do it so i really want you to like you know understand like how you were even doing business that time like that was that was amazing it was the hardest six months of business and it like i've had hard times i've had times where i've been in debt or had uh struggles with with team members or to hire or even fire times where we weren't making enough money uh even like after my divorce was really hard with the business but this was a whole different level that i i was just coping i was doing the best i could Um, there would be times where i could work really hard on the business and use that as a coping mechanism and then there were times where i was like the lights were on and no one was home and I was, it was very hard for me to function in the business. Uh, and I also wasn't always the most pleasant person to be around. Like, thank goodness, Steven and I have a good relationship and we Mm. can give each other emotional safety when there's ups and downs because there were times where I was just like so emotional and he would just like, Hey, I got this, you go take care of you and would give me the space to, to, just and I can't like him enough. He's just so amazing for knowing what I needed, even if I didn't know what I needed. Because um, with the stress of it, and also the thing around my body, like I had, I, my hormones were everywhere, which like that's silent terror in itself, and you have very little control over that. Um, so it was like it was like the hardest six months in business. I was not myself. Like I think I was unrecognizable 
I think to the public and what I had to do to show up in the business for like our clients, I was doing everything that I could, but behind the scenes was awful. And I actually stopped creating content for a while. Like I did not post a single thing on, uh, on YouTube. I'd post little things here and there on Instagram and Facebook. And some people commented like, Hey, where'd you go? Like, you know, keep showing up for your yeah. audience. And, and I used to totally say that too. Like you have to show for your audience, even if you don't feel like it, but it, I've also observed in myself that if I show up when I like everyone's goal, I think is to show up authentically. Like what, why would you want to be anything other than you? Um, and I could not be authentic because I was not grounded and I didn't know how I felt. So how could I show up and communicate to an audience if I was not, you know, I couldn't be real because real reality was so crazy for me. So I stopped creating content. I think it's the best thing that I could have done, despite, you know, people saying you have to keep showing up. The best thing I could have done was take a break so that that I could be proud of the content and the relationships that I have. It was more important for me to focus on me. Mm, yeah, that's that's so true. And uh, as you mentioned, like sometimes it, it is actually uh, important to focus on what's going on in, in your life and how to even like optimize that for, for the better. And then later on, you know, because then you later on actually uh, announced that, you know, like you, you kind of like through the process that you were doing, you kind of like healed as well. Uh, later on, mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't like you, you you told the people out there, you know, you took a gap, you know, relaxed and focused around like how, you know, things got better for you. And then you also let the audience know as well. And, and the response was overwhelming, actually, you know, which, yeah. which was like amazing. Oh, so touching. And I, I wish, I mean, I have some fo some videos on my own that I took kind of behind the scenes that I don't know if I'll ever share them because a lot of them are so emotional, but there was a part of me that wanted to document so I could look back and be like, look how far I came. Or like, I forgot that that's what was going through my mind at that time. Um, and so like, I've shown little clips of that, but <laughs> Brown talks about like sharing the scars and not the open wounds. And there's truth to that. I, I also think that in a way there's some empowerment that can come from tiptoeing around the open wounds, like sharing what's real when you're going through it but it still has to be from a place of stability, authenticity, mm -hmm. able to, to share a message that I think I could be proud of. There's sometimes I wish I would have documented more, but also I did what I was capable of doing at the time. And I'm also yeah. so happy with what I've been able to share look back now, like now that I'm stable, I could say, Hey, this is what I did. And this is what I was going through. And here's how I would answer that question. Then, Cause like, I've gotten amazing questions from people saying like, you know, what did you do? What did you change? How was your diet? I'm answering all those questions and so eager to, how did you want people to address you? Um, like, how do you want people to talk to you about it? I would talk about it at the time. It probably would have been really emotional. Now yeah. I can share from a much different place. Um, and I do have um, some moments on my Instagram, like I have an Instagram story highlight where you do see me peeking through with like, today's a hard day. Okay, bye. <laughs> I shared little things. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, at this current stage out there where you're like, hey, you know, I've already sort of like done this process out there. Hey, how, here's how I actually, you know, did all of that. Uh, at that time, I wasn't like emotionally available to even like kind of like document uh, on, on social media, like how it's actually happening. 
but yeah. later on now at this stage you can at least describe to you know to your people out there like how it actually happened i i think it was it was a video i think i saw of uh steven you uh the story around like alex ramosi and lela you you guys were talking about psychedelic therapy uh yeah. yeah so like what was that actually out there uh can can you like talk about a little bit of it yeah i'm a huge um advocate for it i don't think it's for everyone so i'll just preface yeah. it with that but everyone is going to make their own choices for anything that you do so i'm never like trying to push it on anyone it has just created such incredible changes for me in my life um the first time that i ever did any psychedelic therapy was in 2020 of course a very stressful time for a lot of people um it was really after my divorce um i had had just you know divorce was stressful then was in a new relationship after my divorce which ended so poorly i felt very rejected and i internalized that rejection as um a reflection of my own self-worth i was like what's wrong with me why am i not lovable will anybody love me why am i not good enough and i could get out of this loop even though like i know that that's not true logically i know that i just could not get through it um and i was going to therapy like three times a week i was crying over the same things i was stuck and i was like near suicidal i could not get through it um and it was a friend that said hey there's a nurse here that you know you fly to is in a different city um to fly here and do this therapy it's like five years of therapy in a day like do your research and i was terrified of it at first like i'd never you know never on drugs like growing up in canada i just it's never occurred to me you learn growing up like drugs are bad um but the, i think that's where the misconception is is like psychedelics as a therapeutic tool is life changing like the research behind it i'm so happy that uh maps is in like their third third phase trials like it's it's going to be regulated in the next few years i hope because the the stories of like veterans with decades of PTSD have one session it's like boom like they're able to sleep again at night their anxiety is lifted mm -hmm. um and there's so many different kinds of therapies like you know EMDR talk therapy whatever else i think that's really important to have that as a foundation like this is not a magic pill that you take and everything is 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 fixed like this is it's actually probably going to get worse before it gets better in some cases because it brings up all of your baggage and your emotions so having that foundation of some kind of therapy is essential it's necessary it should be mandatory to help you integrate what's coming through with the psychedelic therapy so i'm just it's been an incredible tool for me that's what snapped me out of my my worthiness issues because i was i i didn't real i wouldn't have been able to grasp that that mm, i yeah. was the source was this external validation and can you imagine just the, the relationships the opportunities the path i would have gone down if i continued operating from that space um and then with you know being in a relationship with steven steven and i have you know both been through divorces we were able to heal before coming together then with my cancer i was able to work with the psychedelics to help heal the emotional side of that which was absolutely incredible so i'm a i'm a huge advocate for it but my just biggest advice is like do your research if you are going to yeah. do it make sure it's like that in setting that you have a facilitator or a nurse or some kind of thing that you're not it's not meant to be a recreational like go do it in your friend's basement like 
really take this seriously. It is so sacred. Yeah, you know, as Molly actually said out there, we're not like, hey, you know, recommend it. Hey, it's good for you out there. It's actually depends upon, as Molly mentioned, it depends upon person to person and see like what could uh, work best for you out there. So don't be like later on, hey, you know, Molly said that, you know, on the interview. Just want you to be clear, guys. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, this is so interesting out there. Uh, I really wanted to, you know, it's been a long time since I got you on the show out there. I really wanted to talk about, uh, like how it's actually like to have a really good partner as an entrepreneur, you know? I don't have any partner right now. I'm super young, I'm 23 out there. As sooner or later, there's gonna be something like that, definitely, you know, in the future. I, I really believe, you know, and you, you could probably agree to it, uh, the person who is an entrepreneur have different sort of approaches in, in a lot of different things. Uh, they yeah. face, I, I believe, a lot of challenges, anxiety, uh, things that, that most people don't face because they, they're not even self-aware of it. I, I right. they're like, oh, I know that's not even a problem. So, what? How was it actually like for you to get a get better partner like Steve? And mm -hmm. uh, what what are the top three traits uh, you would you know tell other person out there who's looking for you know a good partner as an entrepreneur? I would say it's been the most important thing in my life is is choosing the person that you want to do life with. I think that there's no more important decision than that. Uh, when Steve and I first got together, and actually, when we first were like considering dating, uh, I actually, at first I was like, no, like we're too good of friends. I don't want to ruin that. Uh, I made him make a list of reasons why we shouldn't be together. <laughs> we never did end up making a list of reasons why we should be together. We realized the list was ridiculous and just got together. But, um, one of the things that we always said before dating is like we wanted a partner that we could mental only with that you know we are intellectually stimulating that we are encouraging mm. each other's growth um and that steve also calls it like the proverbial weight room like you're in there you're working on it together like you're going down this path together and i think that when you have two people that are focused on that growth and are also willing to have that self-awareness to themselves to see, you know, maybe I have this weakness, maybe I have this flaw, maybe I have this baggage and they're willing to do anything it takes to work on that. I think you have two people that can, you know, do anything together. Um, so I just, I, that's what I would, you know, recommend to anyone that is an entrepreneur and they're looking for the partner that they want to be with. Um, I think that a common, it, it's common to find relationships where you can be like level on the same playing field there's all relationships where like one is the supporter and one is the more maybe like dominant ambitious person not there's anything wrong with that like there's yep. our relationship is like where we are on this playing field together um but i also know so many amazing relationships where like they just they want to have that cheerleader that is next to them and is like pushing them forward but maybe is happy to like you know taking care of the family or uh, they just contribute in different ways. Whatever it is, is just however you communicate best and like making sure that you have those shared values in where you're going that you want to go together. Um, and I think that that's honestly why my previous marriage didn't work is unfortunately we, we not unfortunately, we got married when we were young before I knew that I was an entrepreneur, that I was going to be taking this path. Mm. And yeah. honestly, that's not what he signed up for. 
and you know there's other differences and things that come up but like we just decided we wanted to go different directions um and so unfortunately like that's just what can happen in relationships but if you can go into and decide like we want to go this direction together and we're willing to do whatever it takes to grow together and the self-awareness to be able to point out where you want to grow um, and improve i think you've got you know a relationship that can overcome anything yeah love love these tips out uh, tips out there marley you know that that's absolutely amazing and one of the uh, last thing i want to talk about is you know after you got into a relationship out there uh, you guys have actually mostly you know closed the things that you were actually working on and you know started to work together uh, as as a done for you agency out there around youtube you know mm-hmm. uh yeah. tell us tell us more about that what it is and what it's all about and how it's actually you know like working together out there on you know one same mission now uh particularly yeah it's um i never saw it coming when we first started dating like we had our separate businesses and filled in that it was very good um and it was actually the hormozies alex and leila hormozy that yeah. they were encouraging us like hey you should get into business together like we so, you guys will go further faster together and at first we were like yeah no maybe and uh then we saw them again and they were like guys this would be for you and so we finally did we're like you know what yes we agree let's shut down our individual things which that was hard like shutting down yeah previous businesses when they're like your babies uh was really difficult to do but was amazing like, we learned so much from it uh and it's true we have gone further faster together despite me having my health challenges at the beginning of our business that was great to start and launch a brand new business with your partner while also on top of a cancer diagnosis was crazy. Um it also showed us that we can overcome anything together. Like look at what we've been able to do with those challenges on top of us. Um and it's it's been amazing. I heard someone else say that like marriage is the best mastermind. We're not married yet. Um yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> um but we are being in being in a relationship together doing life and business together it's been amazing and sure we have uh different ideas that you know maybe i want to do this and he wants to do this and uh we also have in our business like we know what our strengths are like steven is so good at processes and details and of course marketing and i'm really great with like the team management and the communication and implementation and uh like we've just been able to play to each other's strengths and also encourage where we might also have insecurity one thing i'll say about steven um he works so amazing when he has like cave time we're like put him in his office nobody talk to him let him just like go a beautiful mind on his whiteboard and he will come out with magic But sometimes people like especially introverts I hear this all the time at events like sometimes they feel guilty for leaving leaving the party or whatever and feeling like oh are people thinking that I don't want to be with them or that I'm like not contributing or something and I'm like Steven that is your superpower like you need to go do that and I will protect to make sure no one's in there so that you can do that um yeah. and same thing for me. where i work best is to collaborate and like be creative and sometimes document to then find the creative breakthrough is and so we've been able to encourage that for each other and then hold the space for each other to realize what more of our zone of genius is so it's been it's been really fun and you know we we decided to be together because we want to keep growing together and when we have stressful times in the business it's also just even more of a celebration on the other side of it 
Yeah, yeah. So true. So that's that's amazing. And I really wish uh, you best of luck out there with the things you're doing out there. Uh, I really appreciate you a lot out there with the things you know you've done in the past, you're doing in the future uh, as well. Uh, and truly appreciate you know of being on the show once again. Uh, where people can follow you and the, be the part of your world if they aren't yet. Um, YouTube is great, especially I've been putting a lot of uh, out there documenting the health stuff yeah. and the new business stuff. So youtube.com marleyjacks and also instagram.com slash marleyjacks. I respond to all my DMs there. So if you ever want to get in touch with me there um, and to check out what we're doing with YouTube, uh, we have a whole training on how to turn your YouTube channel into a lead generation machine. You can go to vipleadmachine.com. Amazing. I will post up all of those links out there in the show notes and also in the description down below so you guys can have a look and be the part of Marley's world as well. Well, Marley, thank you so much for being on the show today. Any last thing that you want to say before we round the show up? Oh, thank you for having me. I uh, really appreciate being here. And yeah, if anyone wants to reach out, whether it's about business stuff or health stuff, like I, I can go all day. So yeah, please feel free to reach out. Amazing, amazing. So yeah, guys, thank you so much for watching out there. We're definitely going to see you guys in the next episode. Until then, peace out. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Now, if you're someone who wants to interview these super successful entrepreneurs so that you can build multi-million dollar network alongside leveraging their audience as well, I've created a script that allowed me to book over $1 billion plus worth of entrepreneurs on my show and you can get it free for now. So just go to billiondollarscript.com and it's billiondollarscript.com and don't forget to leave a 5-star review and I will see you guys in the next one. Oh, oh, oh.